Crocs and let's get dressed. It's somewhat happy hour. Hi, Lauren. <laughs> it's good to see you. It's so good to see you too. And hear you and, you know, it's been we what? We hear each other every day. Well, you would hear me. I know you would hear me. That's true. I guess uh, you, you didn't hear me as often. So you no. say, except for the few times I would. There yeah. was twice where I was like, oh, oh someone go check on her. Um, <laughs> These times my tone would get a little louder. Yeah, yeah. For uh, for the listeners, uh, we are talking about our former school that we both worked at. Um, I'm not going to say what school, uh, but it was a school in Prince William County. I'll say that. Um, they can't come after us now. We're gone. Uh, <laughs> but it was a challenging school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was only there for a year. How long were you there? Four years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, Looking back on it now. Challenging. How did you do it? I feel like that was a job where it was day by day. But you had to push yourself to find what was good about each day or else it would consume you completely. Yeah. that's I like we, that. We tried to talk about things that were going well, you know, but there were those days where you would just sit back and be like, wow. What a shit show. I don't um, to do with myself right now. Uh, before we continue, I, I forgot the most important part of the somewhat happy hour. Uh, a cheers uh, to you um, over the next however long this episode is, if it's somewhat or if it's happy, I guess we'll find out. But cheers. Cheers. <laughs> I love that. Um, what are you drinking? Some red wine. Oh, and you're a red wine person. Okay. Uh, yes. You know, I didn't like wine until the pandemic. No, I'm serious. I made it a goal, not in like an unhealthy way. I was like, you know what? Finish one bottle every day. You teach a lesson. I get it. I was like, I don't like wine. And I feel like it would be such a nice thing to like. And I started with red wine. And so now I prefer red wine. I think it tastes like liquid dirt. Really? That's so unfortunate. I'm sorry. I I love some like rosé and, you know. So the the sweeter. Yeah. 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 I don't like the sweet stuff now because I started with. I went that, with like, that makes sense. Class, and that's yeah. That's, uh, okay. Okay. I'm very proud of myself. Uh, <laughs> I'm having a whiskey sour. I, I poured myself a glass of wine, but then I accidentally finished it. And I thought, <laughs> you know, um let's let's spice things up on this Mon- Monday, Monday night. evening yeah. Yeah. Uh, after a long day of PD, which uh I'll I'll share with you after we stop recording. Um, you know, I, I'm sure you miss well you now do PDs, right? Yeah. That's part of it. Workshops. I'm, I feel like I'm on the other end now, which is pretty wild. Lucky you. Yeah. Um, all right. So before we start talking about that experience, let's um let's start at the very beginning. Oh, okay. What uh, what made you want to go into teaching? Oh gosh, I feel like I truly feel like teaching is the best job there is. I really do, despite those immensely challenging days, which we know exist. I just feel like there's no other job that makes you feel purposeful every minute. Like you just feel like you have a connection with a kid at one second and then you go and help a kid learn to do something the next second and then you're figuring out technology the next. You feel so purposeful consistently. And I first 
thought that that was something I wanted in my future. I'm not exaggerating in like elementary school. Wow. Feel, you know those, <clears throat> I don't know if I'm the only one who's done one of these, but in elementary school, do you know those plain white books that they would give you? And it was the hardcover and then the plain pages and you would like write your first book. Did yeah, you? Yeah. 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 I, I did that. I still have mine from fourth grade. I have an autobiography and I wrote about how I wanted to be a teacher. And I just think about that decision. Like, I, it might sound cheesy, but I feel like that decision is what propelled me to actually pursue teaching. Who would, wow. I don't, who in fourth grade actually knows what they want to do? But I just could almost sense that it was one of those professions that was more meaningful than others. Good and, I, I still wanted to be like a dinosaur in fourth grade. <laughs> um. I wish I had something else I, you know wanted to do but like I really feel like I have that cliche story of I want I noticed it when I was young I noticed that it was meaningful I noticed that teachers were having those connections with kids all the time and then as I got older especially in high school and then college it just there was no yeah. other option for me I think gotcha gotcha yeah. um I'm gonna go back because I totally forgot to introduce who who you even are uh, so talking too um, long yeah, I know. Um, it must be the wine. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so who who are you? Oh, well, um, this is not a therapy appointment either. So let's not get too crazy now. <laughs> I'll try not to. Um, my name's Lauren Gergash. I taught for eight years, um, four years in Ohio, four years in Virginia, middle school and high school, language arts, best subject. Um, and... Now I founded a company called Livable Learning, and that is what I am doing full time, which is something I never would have expected. So, so sorry. <laughs> There's my dog. She's like, "Hey, I'm here." Um, she's in every episode I've ever recorded. I love uh, that. Um, go lay down. Go away. Language arts. Yes. Also known as English. Yes. But also known as language arts. It's, yeah, it's known as a lot. I guess in high school you say English and then middle school you say language arts, but. Yeah. I, I always got confused when kids yeah. would say, oh, Miss Gergash is my uh, language arts teacher. I was like, you mean English? Like, just say English. That's, like, that's the high school background in you, you know, secondary yeah. education. <laughs> well, you know. Um, so back to what <laughs> we were just talking about with you wanting to be a teacher in the fourth grade and writing a book about it. Um, is there a teacher who inspired you to do that? Well, if I think back on all the teachers I've had, there's one teacher I wrote my um, college admissions essay about her. She was a high school math teacher I had, and um, she was the first teacher. I mean, maybe not the first teacher, but just the teacher I have the most memories about who talked to me about things other than the subject, mm -hmm. you know, and- That's yeah, those those are the best to me, teachers. Yeah, and like you, it's kind of crazy to think about how I guess I didn't have that many of those, hmm. and so she really stuck out to me. And she, I did not like math; it it was not easy for me. And so, not only was she teaching a subject that I didn't really enjoy, but she made me get stronger in it. But then she also just would talk to me like a human being, and I really appreciated that, especially at that time in my life. So right. Uh, now, yeah. do you have any idea how many kids 
you you've just like changed their life by how you talk to them. <laughs> I mean that in a nice way. I don't mean that as like I'm not being a smart ass. Uh, I mean that, that in the nicest way possible. No. Uh, do you ever think about that? Yes, all the time. And my, my <laughs> all I mean, the time. I do, but you know why? I'm really not exaggerating because one of my most this sounds so cheesy again, but one of my most prized possessions I have is this binder that I've kept. I kept through my eight years of teaching, and I kept any note or letter or like little post-it that a kid ever gave me. And I just piled them all in a binder and I still have it in my room. And I just feel like there's nothing else that I quote own that can make me feel like I had such a clear purpose for that many years. That's really nice. Yeah. I I recycle mine at the end of the school year. (laughs) No, don't do that. (laughs) I'm sure. But how funny would it be to look back on some that you got, you know? And I just think, I don't know why I started doing that, but I'm so glad I did because yeah. it's like my memories now that I have to look back on. And I feel like that will be so cool in 20 years to look back on right. kids that I taught when they were in middle school and high school. Uh, it, for reference for the listeners. So last year, my room was next. To, I, I was in a middle room that connected to two other classrooms. This is the weirdest classroom I've ever been in. Um, it was also a science classroom and not a drama classroom. <laughs> True. Um, this year I have a stage in my classroom. Uh, it's more like a little step than anything else. Um, so I was in the middle. We had Lauren on one side and the other science teacher on the other. Uh, and those two teachers were probably some of the most loved teachers in the building. You had kids constantly coming up to you and, and hugging and, and just loving on you guys and being like, Oh, I love this class. I love your class. And then they would walk by my room and go, <sighs> And it's like they, they, you know, it, that's not an exaggeration. That that's what used to um, fuel my day when I'd see kids go. Oh, I don't want to do this. Class. It's like, yeah, you don't do anything. Come on, let's go. Um, you might be exaggerating. I don't know if that. Happens. I don't know. I think you remember last year. It's not exaggerating. I, all I know is that most, some of my favorite memories are when you would open the door connecting our room and just pop your head in to be like, "Hey, <laughs> I just need I need a second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one of my favorite things, uh, you know, because our students were very challenging, uh, was when kids who would have your class before my class would say, yeah, we heard you. We, we hope you're okay. And Miss Gergash would just go, oh, oh, dear. Oh, dear, Mr. Vest, I hope he's all right. And that I used to find that so funny because I would usually go over there if I yelled, um, which is not a great uh, classroom management tool. Um, and I, you know, I haven't yelled at all since I, uh, moved to schools. My vocal cords are very, very happy. Oh, uh, what a perk. <laughs> right. You know, um, but I would always pop my head and be like, Hey, I'm so sorry. And then you would give me the same answer. And I knew it was a bunch of bull. <laughs> I, I didn't even hear you. Like, uh-huh. That's our, our classrooms literally connect. There's a piece of wood that separates us. Like, don't, don't do that. Oh God. I'm really laughing hard. I just, I'm thinking about all these memories and I have to mention too, that one of my favorite memories is when I hosted Bieber day. Yes. After Justin Bieber. Yes. There's some of your students joined us and we kept the door open and, you know, played some Justin Bieber music. That was some of the most calming yet chaotic moments of this school year. 
Yes. They, they loved it, but they were also like going crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah, they danced. They had their Bieber necklaces. Let's let's go into that for a hot second. Um, so when Justin Bieber came around, I was in high school, maybe? Mm-hmm. I was too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it was. Up. Yeah. So uh, he was, you know, this kid who had weird looking shaggy hair and uh, people fell in love with um, and the purple hoodie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my brother bought one of those purple hoodies. I should have. Just to, you know, be like cool. I would have still had it and worn it on Bieber Day. <laughs> and uh, so you're a diehard fan. Um, okay. And Justin Bieber was to perform in D.C. And you had made this big, big thing about, you know, leading up to it. Like you were so year. excited. Whole year they knew I was going. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember being so, jealous because yeah. it was on like a special uh, – day at school we had some training or something afterwards and you were like yeah i won't be here uh "Mm -hmm." Uh, but bieber day the day before you went to go see the concert um you had this full day you were out on a friday and i remember you coming in and i go oh i have to ask lauren how this went i'm so excited and with the most just monotone just you know sad and hurt face you it was canceled it was like watching someone just come out of the shadows for a minute and then just back away. My heart broke for you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I think <laughs> I think about a hundred sixth grades sixth graders' hearts broke as well. Some of them truly felt bad for me. That's why. <laughs> I, I mean, as sad. they as they should. It was a uh, you know difficult um, moment for you. I think it got to the point where it, I mean, yes, I love him, but it became a joke with the kids that oh but i was saying it just became like this joke so then i had to overdo my enthusiasm about him so i'm, I'm gonna call a lie on that i don't think you're playing it up okay well as maybe- someone who teaches people how to lie professionally that's a great point you know I, i'm just saying it's a solid point you're right maybe i'm just saying that to make myself feel better <laughs> hey and that's 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 fair I welcome that. It was very fun. It will be one of those days when you do those stupid, silly things that you remember forever. And they're going to remember it forever. Oh, yeah. I'll remember it forever (laughs) because you played the same two songs for seven and a half hours. And you heard us Um, singing. I remember the teacher on the other side um, of my room who does not hit. It was just a wall between us. We had to do it. After we did that first period, he was like, um... I need, you guys need to not sing so loud. We're taking a test today. <laughs> like we're singing, baby. <laughs> Sorry, Dale. Sorry. Or whatever. I don't remember what his first name was. He um, say, but, uh, yeah. No, we'll just call him teacher next door. Yeah. Uh, okay. They were taking a test. I was very sorry. <laughs> we also were celebrating Bieber Day. So. Hey, you know, Bieber comes first always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Always. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, Let's let's start talking about teaching during the pandemic. Mm. So that was my first year in a public school. I used to teach private school. Uh, and that was the year I decided to make the jump. Uh, Wild first year to do that. I, I Every day I would think, man, I kind of miss those privileged kids uh, mm-hmm. that I left to go into public school. Um, but we all – teachers leave yep. private school all the time because we make more money there. Uh, or make less money than public yep. school. Um, yep. But what was that like for you? 
honestly, I feel like some of that, that first year was a blur. <laughs> that especially, yeah, so the 20, 2020 year. That, the end of that year, and then the beginning of the next, I just feel like time went by so fast because- Yeah, it did. I, I agree. I mean, it's like all of a sudden everything changed so much. And then, yeah, it's weird. It's like when I think back on that time now, I think there was a lot going on in everyone's personal life too, no matter oh, what. Yeah. So teaching almost, not that it took a back, you know, took the back burner, but you- tried your hardest in a zoom class which was not the best (laughs) you know and talking into the to the black screen for hours and we got a lot of black screens and i think that was the hardest part and i think you know i was i'm proud that i tried as hard as i could and i sure still feel like there were kids i was able to make connections with but it was it was not the same it did make me appreciate being in an actual classroom yeah. You know, despite the challenges that come with day-to-day teaching, it is it's an in-person career, obviously. Right. You know. I mean, I personally I would love to teach online classes again, but uh, Would you really? Would you do it long-term? So, I would only do it if it was a like a film class I would teach online or mm-hmm. theater history, not um, not yeah. like an acting class because those were just yeah. awkward. But, yeah, that doesn't really make sense to yeah. do acting that way. Um, yeah. And, I mean, it's just, it was interesting too, because so that year, like when we would sub in our building last year, those Hmm. kids I taught that intense pandemic year were eighth graders and, or yeah, eighth graders. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I would see some of them and even some of the seventh graders and I, it was such a weird feeling to not like recognize some of them and to (laughs) not remember their names. That is something I realized is that my because I, you didn't have as many memories with them. Mm-hmm. So it was harder to remember who they were almost, yeah. you know? I, I, and then when they came back in, everyone was still wearing masks uh, yeah. at this point. Yeah. And then when they would take them off, they're like, oh, that's what you look like under there? I'm like, yes. Um, I had no idea what your face looked like until I like, know. you know, I December. Know. Once we took our masks off, I guess I don't even, whenever I that remember. was. Yeah. yeah. That was weird too, because I think, the students all seeing us was a, <laughs> oh. like they'll never experience something that like that again. No, it was so weird. Was and weird. Uh, uh, what what a time! What a time to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we went back to the normal, is what they tried to tell us. Mm-hmm. Uh, 21 22 school year. Yep. Right? Was that last year? Yeah, yeah. that was last year. Uh, but we still had virtual. Did you teach any virtual classes last no. year? Nope. Oh, lucky. Yep. I, nope. I taught like one day I would teach three out of five classes were all virtual. Yeah. I was glad I didn't do that. I mean, you know, you said you enjoyed it more, but I was just, I felt like the days would just go by faster being all in person. Yeah. That, and I, I feel like you can fly through a lesson mm-hmm. uh, quick online and you're yeah. like, well, yep. Then you have 20 minutes to like, all right. I don't well, know no. what to do with you. Uh, go ahead and leave early. Just don't tell anybody. Yep. Uh, yep. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. I did that a few times. Yeah. Um, I'd be like, okay, there's your yeah. lesson. It's it's different than being in person. I it's mean, very not- college-like, yeah. it, you know, at the university where your professor would just go, okay, that's all I got. Bye. Mm-hmm. You okay. Know? But these kids yeah. couldn't drive themselves home. Instead, they exit Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um one of my favorite things is when kids would come to the wrong class 
and then not say anything till about halfway through and be like, oh, is today like not my day? Like, no. Do you see anyone in your class? No. Oh, sorry. Yeah, especially – oh, my God. my Sorry. My husband just saw me through the window because I told you I'm in the community room. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, I think – I don't know. I just – so I have memories of like the kids coming in and like not being in the right class, but I also have memories of me not even recognizing that like the kid was in the wrong class because I still yeah. I wasn't as good with the names and stuff. And that's a different that's just a different experience. Absolutely. So before we start talking about your current career, your new career, this new journey, this mm-hmm. you know other fun things I can describe it as. Um, yeah, you set this up well. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm really good at improvisation. Yeah, you are. Um, w- do you have any plans to ever return to a classroom? Oof. Um, <laughs> That's how I feel every day when I get up and go to work. Oof. I know. I just, I like. I was saying, I'm. I was so passionate about teaching, and I think I was absolutely meant to do it for the time I did it. I don't necessarily think I would go back, but that also hangs so much on the success of my business and, sure, you know, and being a small business owner, which I, again, never thought I'd be, I'm still in such the early stages that knowing teaching is there is a comfort and knowing that I could excel in it is a comfort, mm-hmm. but I still think that this path is my next step and I hope that I can stay in it. Would you ever jump up to like admin level? No, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that's, you know, the only other thing I really had ever considered was I thought um, being a professor would be really interesting working with. I I see that for you. I see that for you. I think that would be really neat to teach um, education courses and, you know, talk about how to teach. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's, really that's something that's on my list to do is to be a professor and just be like, yes, this is how you teach. Just do it. And hope for the best. I think it'd be enjoyable. I mean, it'd be fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember back in teacher college when we'd have to do like those little lessons in front of the professors. And I had one professor who insisted if we were teaching a sixth grade class, everyone had to act like they were in the sixth grade. And it was terrible. I used to hate it. I would get so angry. I would always say, like, the kids aren't this bad. Yeah, then yeah. I got my job in the 2021-22 school year, oh and boy, God. was I wrong. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, holy cabooses. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was a, it was an interesting year, but it was nice having you as a, a neighbor. You know, this year, my, my neighbor is uh, the boys' bathroom. Oh, not the same. So, you know, not, not as exciting. <laughs> I'm sure um, there's some crazy things that... Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, you know, it's, uh, I don't really like talking to the bathroom. Yeah. So So let's, let's talk about your new journey. Livable learning. Did I I say it right? Did I get it right? Okay. Great great pronunciation. Thank you again. Mm -hmm. I I studied how to, you know, so I'm a really good English teacher. You know, I teach English. So (laughs) very, very good. What is this livable learning? (sighs) So, um, I don't even know where to begin. So let me just start by saying Livable Learning is a wellness company uh, that I founded to offer teachers opportunities to basically learn strategies to prioritize their health. Um, And God bless you for that. Yeah. I know. It's like now instead of teaching young kids, I'm almost 
You're teaching adults how to be happy. Yeah, I guess that's a way to view it. Um, And this, you know, it's kind of crazy how this all came to be. So when, gosh, what year? So this would have been 2021. I guess I started kind of thinking about it in 2020, but I had um, become a certified holistic health coach. Nice. It's just something that I pursued because I was interested in wellness and, you know, just learning ways to be happier and healthier myself. And the pandemic hit and there was just a lot of stuff going on. And I started to realize that everything I had learned applies directly to teachers. And my goal was, you know, to be a health coach for any person and just, mm-hmm. people, you know, to learn strategies. But I just kept getting this gut feeling that I needed to combine all of my interests. So, you know, my interest in wellness and then my interest in teaching. And then, um, so I started just brainstorming, like on the weekends, I would be like, okay, what kinds of tools could teachers use in their day-to-day life? What can change for them? How can they become happier and healthier? And I think, Unfortunately, I just felt like I was experiencing a lot of negativity at work. You know, I just (laughs) witnessed a lot of teachers handling the stressors that were inevitable because of the demographics of our students and being a Title I school. But they were handling it in a way that just added more stress. And then when they weren't managing that stress, a lot of other things were kind of going wrong. So it was like a vicious cycle kind of compiled all the knowledge that I felt like I had attained through um, my master's in curriculum instruction and then my health coaching certificate. And I wrote a guidebook called The Whole Teacher Weekly Wellness Guide. And it's 25 weeks of wellness opportunities for teachers that they can incorporate into their day-to-day life inside and outside the classroom. This all, it was, it's kind of weird how just like I had an idea for it. And then I, I remember, I vividly remember sitting at a coffee shop in my neighborhood and just started listing out things teachers could do that could help them manage any stress that they were dealing with. And, you know, it, it involved choices around nutrition, choices around their, their routine at night, choices around breathing techniques throughout the day, um, choices around their exercise, stabilizing their blood sugar, and all these things that I thought would be beneficial. So that's where the book came to be. And then it all kind of spiraled from there. I designed workshops and um, cohorts for schools, and that's kind of where I am currently. I guess my almost my last question for you. Uh, because you did such a, a wonderful job explaining all of it that you answered every single question I was going to ask. Yeah. Um, like they think I had. Uh, so uh, what is something that you hope teachers will learn from this? What do you want them to take from this after taking one of your workshops or reading? your? I want them to take away that there's so many simple, simple strategies that you can implement in even 30 seconds into your day-to-day life that do have the ability to increase the fulfillment that you experience. And 
I mean, I know people have seen the statistics of how many teachers are leaving. Like the National Education Association released that their um, the people that took the survey, it was 55% of teachers that were yeah. interested in leaving the profession. And you see those statistics everywhere. And I do understand that there's bigger issues that an individual teacher feels out of control with, like, you know, demanding higher pay and all the issues with standardized testing. And that is a very real issue too. But I feel so passionate about working with teachers to do more of like the inner work and just understanding that the choices, even in what they eat each day, do impact Mm -hmm. their ability to tolerate that student in class who gets on their nerves or, you know, their, their nighttime routine that they can make simple changes into, you know, like not bringing their phone into their bedroom and, you know, learning breathing strategies during the day and what that does to your nervous system. There's just so many things that I want to show teachers and help them basically have a toolkit that they can pull from every minute of every day if they need to. to, I love that. Yeah. Just to understand how to make changes. Um, God, that's nice. Uh, so, uh, and I remember you talking to me about this uh, mm-hmm. from as early as like September yeah, when yeah, I barely yeah, knew who right? you were. Yeah. Just knew that there was this woman that was, was hi, good morning. Um, uh, I, I, I think back to school night. That's when uh, I like to think our, our uh, working relationship began because we were, it was just you and me. Yeah. standing there and no one was coming like to our rooms. Again. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is, uh, this is, yeah. I'm going home. I'm over uh, this. Yep. Uh, so I I absolutely love what you're doing with this. I think it's something that we need. And as a teacher, oh, oh my God. Hmm. I, I feel if, if this was uh, offered where I teach as a PD, it, people would flock. Because yeah. it's something that's so important yeah. that is in many ways looked over uh, in the world of education. Yeah. Well, thanks, Josh. I really do appreciate that because, you know, I do remember talking to even, you know, you and other people about it just when it started as more of an interest even. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's pretty surreal to think of the, you know, the business that I've created and the, the yeah. guide book I wrote. And I – um I just am really excited for the future of it. And I just mm-hmm. hope to get into more schools and all I care about is talking to teachers, you know, yeah. and that's what I, I hope. I love it. I love it. All of my teacher friends know exactly who you are. Uh, <laughs> they know your website. Uh, awesome. I, I'm going to buy one of your uh, books. Um, Thanks. John. And use it and live by it uh, <laughs> and throw it at I people. Breathe it. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, so we're winding down on this episode, uh, after numerous technology issues, I've decided one of a kind, we're we're almost finished. Uh, never has happened in the history of the somewhat happy hour. It's a unique episode. It's a special one. It is. It is. It's, uh, it's the Halloween episode. There we go. Um, spooky. Oh, wow. Um, so, uh, I do something that's called an RQR, which is a random question round. Oh, I uh, sometimes that. I have uh, uh, multiple. Sometimes I have one really long one. I have two for you. Oh, one. Geez. 
Oh my gosh, I'm nervous. Okay. If you had to teach any animal how to write, <laughs> which would it be? It's an animal to write. Yeah. Um. Sorry if you can hear a little ASMR. My dog is eating a bone. <laughs> Good sound effects. Um, teach an animal to write. I'm trying to think of an animal that like has a graceful paw or like, you know, maybe, maybe a bird. Okay. Because. Do they have, but they don't have paws. No, I know. But like, I'm, paws won't work in this scenario. I think I had to go with like, um, <laughs> what do you. Wings. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of their feet. They'll write with their feet. Oh, right with their skinny little, you know, so yeah, 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 and then yeah, that hold, works. They'll hold a pencil really well with their feet. Okay, um, right. Question number two. I love that. I, okay. I, okay. in my head, the only thing I don't know why it was in my head, but it was a snake. What? <laughs> I don't know. They'd hold it with their mouth and just, you know. I get um, that as zero out of ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not my best effort. Um, my second question is. Uh, if you were hired as a theater teacher, how would that go for you? <laughs> okay. I love theater. I love attending shows. I love going to Broadway shows. I wish I had a secret talent of singing and dancing. What, why didn't you ever tell me any of this when, when I, I worked next to you? you how much I'm just kidding. You did. You did. We talked <laughs> like, about it a lot. Yeah. I was going to say, I love Broadway shows. I'd be, well, one, I would get stage fright and two, I would embarrass myself, but at least if I were teaching it, I'd embarrass myself with the kids who feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the best part. Yeah. So uh, at least for me, that and it makes uh, observations a lot easier. I'm not nervous when it comes to observations because, you know, I get critiqued all the time professionally by people. So, you know, when my really? boss comes in and my job depends on it, eh, it's nothing. Hey, um, that's a way to view it. You, you have experience in that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my final RQR is if you could teach any other subject besides language arts, language, <laughs> language arts, whew, language arts. <laughs> um, uh, I didn't warm up today. Uh, what would it be and why? Any other subject? Okay. I'm trying to combine passions here. I think I would do like a historical fiction elective because I love to read <sighs> and my favorite books are historical fiction. So basically like you'd read a historical fiction book and then you'd get to study that period of history. So okay. I loved, I loved social studies and I obviously loved language arts. So I feel like combining both would be very interesting. Yeah. I like that. I mean, still kind of in the English it? life, but I'll, I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. Um, is there a subject you would never want to teach? I could never teach math. Math and science. I, yeah, I know nothing about science. I know I who Bill Nye the science guy is. <laughs> That's an achievement. Um, other than that. Well, those were really hard for me growing up. Really yeah. hard. So I wouldn't even go close. <laughs> yeah. My brother is a science and uh, history teacher. And um, I tell him all the time, like, you're, you're doing uh, the good work. Yeah. And because uh, I have no patience for that. Nope, um, I would just be miserable. Yeah. Uh, so here we are at the end of the somewhat happy hour, the most chaotic episode ever. Um, it. <laughs> It was so nice seeing you. I know. Um, I don't even remember seeing you on, before I left at the end of the school we year. We must have said bye to uh, each other. But 
I don't know. I might have just been like, peace. Uh, I got to get out of here. Uh, I did have to go back in the summer because uh, I forgot a bunch of stuff because uh, I, I was leaving to go on tour that day. Oh, uh, yeah. And I so I had to that. I had yeah. to leave ASAP because I got on a plane an hour later. Uh, wow. and went when to, you forgot things then? <laughs> and so I had to, you know, text our boss, but hey, I need to come back in the building. Let me in. Uh, just, just for a few minutes, though. I'm not staying. Oh, um, empty rooms. Yeah, and I saw my room, and I was like, "Wow, this is depressing." Yep. Um, and now they have new teachers inside of them. Uh, Only one are... remains in the hallway oh, or in the connected that's rooms. That's sad. Um, but I don't think this was a somewhat happy hour. I think this was a hap- a good happy hour. I agree. I uh, agree. Mediocre at best, but you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll take what I can get at this point. Uh, <laughs> um, so that being said, I raise my glass to you, and I and I say thank you. And uh, it's so great seeing you, and and I wish you the best, and and all that jazz. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers. Hope you enjoyed the show. The drinks are over, and we hope that you know. If you're feeling down, just join the best. It's the somewhat happy hour with Josh Fest. <laughs>